Hello and welcome to Ascend Higher, the podcast of True Freedom Trust. We're a UK-based charity that holds to the historic Christian understanding of what the Bible teaches about sex and relationships. We provide teaching, pastoral support and conferences, as well as local support groups. Each quarter we produce a magazine called Ascend, with a range of articles, reviews and personal stories, all dealing with the issues about what it's like to be a Christian attracted to others of the same sex. You can sign up to receive your free copy of Ascend by visiting our website truefreedomtrust.co.uk. For the spring edition of Ascend, I interviewed Anna, who's in her 20s. In particular, she shares about the multiple challenges she faced as a teenager, including coming to terms with her same-sex attractions. She goes on to explain how she ended up telling her whole church about these feelings. Anna speaks with real honesty about how God has brought her through difficulties. Let's listen in. So when did you first recognise that your feelings were more towards other girls than towards boys? Probably when I was about 14, but I had so much other stuff going on in my life that I didn't have time to get too stressed about it. Like, I just pushed the feeling down, pretended that I had a crush on a guy, and... and, um, I honestly I just pretended I told my friends that I had a crush on one of the guys at school who was like way out of my league so they wouldn't pester me about who I had a crush on and I was like already dealing with like I started having seizures because I have epilepsy that came around when I was 14 I was getting bullied when I started getting bullied when I was like 14 so like everything started happening around that age right and so you know I don't nothing really like me being gay didn't really have to wasn't the top of my priority list if that makes sense it sounds like there was so much else going on but also the crushes you didn't have like big crushes that were kind of taking over your minds no you you could kind of just put a lid on it and just get on with everything else that was happening yeah like I kind of knew that I I although I did it did kind of affect me one time when I caught because the crush I had was in my church youth group and we went away for a weekend and I caught her kissing one of my other friends and I got so upset so I just ran and I told all my friends I was like they're kissing and everyone got really excited obviously because you know two people kissing. I was like no this is the wrong response we're Christians (laughs) yeah so you kind of yeah, you got upset, but you still managed to sort of cover it up. Yeah. People didn't suspect that they thought that, yeah, that you were interested in the guy rather than the girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand, I was being like really badly bullied at the time. And so as a part, like as a side effect of that, I had an eating disorder and I was self-harming and I managed to hide that as well. So I was pretty good at hiding stuff. Yeah. Do you remember me asking what you were being bullied for? I was being bullied for pretty much everything (laughs) mainly just the way I looked and if they could find something they they could bully me for they would like my grades everything yeah the only thing they wouldn't bully me for was epilepsy somebody actually tried to take the mick out me for that once and people who were bullying me stood up for me (laughs) which is crazy I was like what's going on (laughs) yeah and um, were you 
did you find support in the church youth group at this time yeah that definitely was a safe place that was that was wasn't a place you got bullied no the church was my safe place I actually one of my friends I, I was bullied on the bus one of my friends rode the bus with me so she didn't stand up for me on the bus but she just sat next to me hmm. and she didn't stop sitting next to me good yeah yeah it makes a big difference doesn't it when you feel yeah. like you're isolated yeah yeah good and how long did that whole thing go on for uh, like the last term of year nine all of year 10 and then um probably I, I kind of stopped getting so the beginning of year 11 but I kind of stopped getting the bus and I like accidentally was late to the bus in year 11 my dad didn't really have a job so he could drive me <laughs> so my dad drove me to school in year 11 and I just got um not this not that bus but a different bus home okay so you managed to avoid the bullies mm. did that help your mental health no no it's still in a difficult place yeah do you think your same-sex attractions was contributing to your poor mental health i think so a bit like in the background i knew it was there Hmm. And I had a friend who was like out. Um, I had a couple of friends who was out, but I had a friend who was out at school and not at home um, because he went to a church which wasn't accepting. It was a Catholic church, but he went to a church that wasn't accepting. And he knew that if his dad's very homophobic and he knew that if his, if he came out to his dad, then, you know, he would be kicked out and I was like what if that happens to me Hmm. and um and this was all going around at the same at the time when um the equal marriage in the UK vote was going on Hmm. so that was happened when I was in year 10 or 11 right and like I remember that really clearly because everyone was talking about it at home, at church, at school. And I was just there sitting there and I was like, the people at church are talking with hate. (laughs) Like not hate towards people, but hate towards what these people want and their lifestyles. And I was like, this is kind of the lifestyle I want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that very confusing? Yeah this place which had been a very safe place now became a place which felt hateful. Mm. Mm. And they weren't hateful people in my church. Mm. They were like really loving. They still are really loving. They're really supporting me now. Mm. Um, but they'd never met. Well, I mean, they had met gay people, but they never met anyone who was a gay Christian or anything. Yeah. So how, what, what happened? How did you tell someone? So fast forward a couple years, <laughs> um, I was around 18, uh, sixth form college maybe, I came out to a couple of my non-Christian friends as bi, and I told them not to tell anyone, <laughs> and yeah. I do had a few... Re- do they respect that? Yeah, yeah, oh, um, and I had a few boyfriends, did not last. <laughs> And um, then 
I was then I was like it was it was the year when I was like 18 it was uh, probably September time and I told my entire church youth group in one night <laughs> like one by one going around okay. it wasn't an announcement to no everybody. it was like telling them one by one because I know that they will gossip if I didn't tell them like some of them wouldn't but some would so I told them all and, and I was telling them like I didn't tell them I was gay I told them I was bi which wasn't 100% true but you know <laughs> and I, I was it, like that felt a bit safer to say you it was bi. easier yeah yeah because it meant that like I might still be able to marry one day and all that and I was like oh and I'm not acting upon it which I wasn't 100% sure was true then <laughs> and I was like this is the safest thing to say to my church youth group yeah. and I wasn't 100% sure on all of their beliefs and stuff at that point I didn't tell any of the leaders I just told the young people so when I say the young people literally the people my age that I'd grown up with since I was like two how old were you at this point I was 18 okay yeah so I was telling like the youngest person I told was 17 Hmm. um maybe 16 but and the oldest person I told was 19 20 like it was literally people my age that was boys as well as girls you were telling Two boys, the rest were girls. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was that received? Um, really lovingly. Mm. Um, one, yeah, that, that was an incident, which I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> um, but um, he, he received it lovingly. He just made it about himself, <laughs> which was fine. He was in a bad place and we're fine now. Um, so how did that go from there? You told the other uh, young people and then did the leaders hear about it in due course? I told one of the leaders hmm. and my mentor at the time because um, a couple of us had mentors. Um, and um, I think my main fear was that my parents were going to kick me out. Um, which they didn't and they weren't going to but I told my parents but I told my parents that so I decided like once I told enough people I was just going to tell the church because partly because of gossip and partly because I just felt like I was kind of free yeah like you know I also I didn't I done like a I should put it point out once I told my youth leader and my mentor I'd done, I'd done Bible study on it with them. Um, we'd also, someone from uh, Living Out had come to our church and stuff like that. Mm. Um, not for me, like they'd come, they just happened to come to our church yeah, yeah. before I told them. And then I was just like, I should probably tell you this. Like everybody knows, <laughs> all the young people know. Yeah. And you just booked this person from living out to come to our church. So you should know that. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay. Yeah. And like, I was, it was a youth run event. So I was actually hosting, like I was introducing the living out person. And all of the people of my age group were like, oh, this is funny. And I was just there like, this is not funny. <laughs> 
and I was there asking them questions as well that the young people had written and one of my friends wrote on my list of questions as a joke give me advice and I was just about to read it and then I read the question first thankfully <laughs> yeah <sighs> how, how long ago was this so this would have been four or five years ago mm. yeah but that wasn't the time that you told the church um so no a few <laughs> literally a few months later I did tell the church yeah but I literally told my parents like a day before <laughs> okay and how did they receive that they, they were loving they asked me if I had to tell the church yeah what were but, they worried yeah. about do you think you telling the church negative comments hmm. but I think our pastor prepared the church enough uh he we had like someone from living out come a few weeks before and our pastor did a sermon or two on it that kind of laid laid the groundwork and made the church a bit feel a bit safer yeah and how did you go about telling them I just I did like a question and answer testimony so the pastor was asking you questions uh the youth coordinator uh, okay did that feel quite scary not really like I'm <laughs> I've actually done scarier testimonies when I got um baptized I told the church that I was bullied and had depression so that was pretty scary mm. Mm. but I mean I wasn't scared because I knew that I was following the church's beliefs so I was kind of like and I knew that the elders and the pastor and like basically everyone was backing me but I think it would I was a little bit more scared that like I think I was more scared for like, because I knew how to handle any conversation that came across. Like people were to say something like, oh, you're not doing this biblically or this should have happened. Like, you know, if people were to come up with a question and asking me like, why have you made this decision or you're not doing it biblically or something, I could answer that. Um, I can give them a biblical answer. I could give them like an answer or I could point them to resources or something. Hmm. but if somebody went to my parents instead of me they couldn't do that necessarily like I know that my pastor one of the elders the youth coordinator they were prepared for questions yeah. I was prepared for questions my parents weren't prepared for questions no. they were the ones who got them uh, okay and my mum she was told by someone in not so nice words that I shouldn't have done my testimony and what where do you think that was coming from why why did that person not want you to give your testimony um they they think that it should be a silent some some something that people should keep silent about well like it's a shameful thing or a private thing yeah it? yeah okay. shameful mm. and how did your parents deal with these my mum my mum cried yeah my dad got angry I got angry, but I just took that conversation that my dad told me about. So my my mum wouldn't tell me. I was like, why is my mum crying to my dad? My dad told me and I told my pastor. Um, I think my dad also told him as well. And uh, he spoke to that person. We got, I got a really nice apology from uh, his wife. 
and she gave me money like she was one of my biggest uh prayer partners when I went on my mission trip the next year so nice so there was some healing there yeah yeah and did the after after all of that did the church feel like a safe community for you supportive yeah yeah and um but would you a few years ago would you have believed that you'd be now a student at bible college no way i don't even have gcses (laughs) (laughs) does it how did that all happen then they were like um well we will accept you but you need to uh write uh like a book review and then um they gave me a bunch of books and they're like so you have to like do it on one of these and i was like i haven't read any of them and i've got like five days before the deadline because I applied really late they were like okay so do you have any books that you've read recently the only book that I'd read recently was the plausibility problem by Ed Shaw Uh, okay because we'd just done it with our Barnabas group yeah (laughs) so I did an essay on the plausibility problem by Ed Shaw and I got into bible college wow so and like right at the end I did like a little bit about how it relates to me and stuff and yeah so that is something where being same-sex attracted has helped me yeah it got me into bible college (laughs) how funny I didn't know that before yeah yeah and so how many years on is it now since you were last bullied probably six yeah and uh, do you do you feel like a more resilient person now? I don't know if resilient is the right word, but probably. Do you think? What would you say to that younger version of yourself about being bullied now? If you could go back and offer her some advice, you won't always like you won't always be scared. Mm. Well, yeah. And um, and is the self-harming and the eating disorder, is that behind you now, do you feel? Um, self-harming, definitely. Eating disorder, I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in, like, counselling and stuff right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, ter- in terms of relationships, do you, do you, are you expecting to remain single? That yeah, sort of probably. Soon? Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about that um right now I'm okay like I'm not I'm used to it um like sometimes it can feel feel really lonely but I live with my parents right now so I'm not constantly alone I still get the joys of fighting with people (laughs) (laughs) no but like yeah I I don't know I'm not like Maybe it's just because I'm still quite young. I'm not, like, older. I did struggle a few years ago with, like, the thought of being sick of my whole life. Right now I'm okay. Mm. But I do go through waves of being like, oh, no, I don't want to be single for my whole life. But at the same time, being single doesn't mean that I can't adopt kids and stuff. Which, but again, that is way into the future. (laughs) Yeah, so that's helpful to kind of hold hold on to that idea that being single doesn't necessarily mean you're isolated or alone yeah yeah thank you thank you for kind of being 
open and, and honest um, about the various challenges you faced in life and yeah. how sort of sexuality fits into that, but isn't the only thing and how God's kind of surprised you and used your, yeah. your, your experiences in, in your ministry. Thanks to Anna for being willing to speak so openly about her life. I hope you've been encouraged as you've heard how God has walked with her through these trials. If this interview has touched on any of your own experiences and you'd like someone to talk to, do feel free to get in touch with us here at True Freedom Trust. Well, you've been listening to the Ascend Higher podcast. For more information and resources, do head to our website at truefreedomtrust.co.uk or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Thanks for listening and bye for now.